listening to the Click Track Podcast, a podcast about the music we love and what makes it tick. Welcome to the second episode of the third season of the Click Track Podcast. This week we kick off a new series about the elements of design and we start with movement and texture. Sorry. <laughs> hey, it's such a pretty piece of music. Yeah, you know? I was just kind of never listening. really get to enjoy our, our opening thing. Exactly. Yeah. That was a nice piece of music. How you doing, Pete? <laughs> Good. All right. This is uh, this is going to be a fun episode, I think. What, what are we doing this week? Yeah. Um, this week we're going to talk about the elements of design and using those elements to talk about music. Mm-hmm. Usually the elements of design are used to talk about visual arts. Right, right. But um, we're going to use them today to talk about music. Uh, sounds awesome. It sounds like a kind of a nice, um, uh, you know, bridge between your world and mine. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So so we'll sort of each play the expert, you with the with the visual design elements, and me with how to apply it to music. When we first started talking about this episode, it actually came from you to me, and I thought it was pretty intriguing that you were using the elements of design to talk about music uh, with some of your students. And I'm just curious, like, why you landed on the elements of design as sort of the vehicle to get your students talking. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was frustrating talking about music with students because they would kind of resort to, that song sucks. Or, I love that song. Mm. And when you would ask why, there wasn't a lot of uh, evidence to back it up. Right. It's just kind of the conversation ended. Because I do. It's cool. Right. And yeah. I, with adults, I find the same thing to be true. Mm-hmm. Just the answer's slightly different. Like, well, I liked it in college. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like It's like, yeah, that doesn't say what you like about the music. Right. And I think it's because people feel awkward talking about music. They don't know how to. Yeah. They think that maybe talking about music means uh, uh, using like music theory, technical kind of terminology. Mm-hmm. And so it's intimidating. Yeah. Um, and so what I began doing was just asking my students to use any kinds of words to describe sounds or feelings. Mm-hmm. And just doing a lot of coaching with them, making them feel comfortable to use any kind of descriptor. It's It's just about getting people to use any kind of word like fuzzy or deep Mm -hmm. or purple or just like anything that comes to their brain when they're listening to it and i remember one kid saying um that a piece of music sounded slippery to him yeah and uh i just thought that like that was so great um because what slippery connotates is is movement sure yeah and like a sense of if something's slippery, it is it is slippery. It it's is, hard to stay slipping. on. Yeah, like you get all kind of visuals when you sure. think about that. Well, I mean, movement <laughs> is actually an element of design. I mean, and so that's yeah, that's one of the things that 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 sort of 
clicked for me light bulb situation. I had a really great art class in junior college, Chabot College in Hayward, California. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the class was called The Elements of Design. Mm-hmm. And it was just eye-opening to me, right? Mm. And so when stuff like this started happening with students, I realized that really the words they're using, all of them use some kind of element of design. Mm. Well, it's yes. funny because when, when you say the word slippery, like the first song that immediately comes to me is Radiohead's like splitting plates. Yeah. That's interesting. Let's can we listen to that? Yeah, let's check it out. things that you know even to my relatively untrained ear like you can hear one of the things they're doing in that song is playing a lot of stuff in reverse Uh right and that already creates the feeling of like not being able to grab onto a thing because typically like sound decays going forward and when you put music in reverse like the decay is happening in reverse so it sort of like goes from to like to grabbing onto something, and then it immediately lets go, and you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, t- yeah. Even even the name "spinning plates" sounds slippery, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. What, hey, in art though, what does what does movement look like when I look at a piece of art and it's showing movement? Yeah, I mean, movements. You know, movement is like one of the more. Um, we kind of started uh, at some of the one of the more complex yeah, elements of design. One. It is. It's a hefty one. But it, but in a sense, though, um, movement in design is is sort of how your eye moves through a design, and how an artist will move your eye through a design through a, through a variety of, of different techniques, whether it's like contrast or shape, or and these are these are all actual other elements of design. But the idea is that like an artist is going to move your eye through a composition, through a design. So, you know, I mean, I can, like, I don't know that, it, that everybody knows this painting, but there's a, there's a, there's a painting that, that my mom got really excited about recently at, um, uh, at the Legion of Honor over in the city, and it's, they had a Monet show, and, and Monet painted this picture of the magpie. And the magpie is, um, it's this painting, and I think it was painted sort of like the middle of his career, so it wasn't too abstract yet, it was, but it definitely sort of in his, like, um, impressionistic phase. And it is like a snowy field with a fence and trees. And this magpie, which is a black bird, is sitting on the fence. And what is, from a movement perspective, what's wonderful about the painting is how the branches, which are also sort of black against the white snow, lead your eye to find this magpie perched on the fence. So for me, movement is sort of like the guiding of the viewer's eye through a composition. Mm-hmm. So That's I don't know. How about, how about for you? What does movement mean to you? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think in, in art, movement can also mean just any time we understand the characters in in the picture to be moving, mm-hmm. right? Like a real simplistic version would be like in a sure. comic book yeah. and the superhero is punching someone and there's a big swoosh behind his arm sure. to show that his arm has moved. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so that's a really simplistic yeah, yeah. version of that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I, the other day I was, um, we were doing a family road trip, and I put on some music, mm-hmm. and it just 
wasn't working for the road. You know, yeah. you want on a road trip, you want something that feels like you're moving. Mm-hmm. It feels like a road trip. Yeah, like for me, the, the ideal road trip music yeah. is like Johnny Cash. Yeah. It's got real rhythm. And he said, get rhythm. When you get the blues, come on, get a rhythm. When you get the blues, a jumpy rhythm makes you feel so fine. It'll shake all your trouble from your worries. You know, it almost sounds like the, you hear your, the wheels. your tires bumping on the road, yeah, right? Yeah, it's movement, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, this was not doing that. Uh-huh. And so, to me, that that itself is movement. The yeah. lack of movement yeah. in the piece that I was listening to, yeah. is, is in, it's a value of movement. Yeah. And so, uh, so we switched it. Huh, that's funny. So I think what we'll do here is we'll just move on... I mean, I mean, there's a lot of different elements of design. Sure. And depending on who you ask, there's a different set. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're not trying to be comprehensive here by any right. means. But we're gonna just take you through some examples of how you can use these elements of of design and visual arts to talk about music. Right. And we'll just go from element to element and give examples. Yeah. Does that sound sound like a good format? I think it's a great format. Okay. All right. So the next one I think to tackle is texture. Yeah. Texture. And again, like, I mean, you know, now what this is the great thing about hosting this podcast with <laughs> with my buddy Pete, because, you know, like I would my trajectory, like, you know, I would start with the most simple thing. But I actually think the texture is a great place to go. Like uh-huh. to me, like the simplest thing is like like line line. Right. Yeah, yeah. But and we're going to we're going to get there. shape. Yeah. We're going to get there. But texture is actually a really interesting thing, because I think that that texture is really fundamental to music. Uh-huh. And if we're using the elements of design to help us understand and describe music, then actually talking about texture, I think, is a great doorway into it. So yeah. so texture in, like, design is, well, like, walls have texture. You know, mm-hmm. line mm-hmm. has texture. Paint has texture. You know, you look at, like, a canvas of paint, and, like, there's a like texture to that. oil painting has, like, totally. you can touch it, and it's Yeah, it's, it's rough. very tactile, yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, watercolor paint feels, you, you, it kind of leaves behind the traces of the water that was there, mm-hmm. and typically watercolor paper is really, it's like, a, it's called a cold press, which means that the paper is really kind of, um, not, I don't want to say crinkly, it's just has a lot of peaks and valleys. Yeah. You know, has a lot of places for mm-hmm. the water to go. So that's like, you know, sort of like in the art, the art sense, uh, texture, but musically. Musically sounds kind of have a, a figurative texture. Yeah. They might sound rough. Yeah. They might sound thick. Yeah. Right. They yeah. Might, they might sound smooth to you. Yeah. Um, different textures. And I think maybe a good place to start with this is it, with sound textures is is actually a, a, a real lack of texture. Sure. Um, if you just take the singer-songwriter format, yeah. dude with a guitar, Yeah. let's just take some bo- good old Bobby Dylan. Totally. Bobby well, D. We're going to take some good old Bobby D. And, and we're gonna we're gonna look at the uh, Bob Dylan blues. Yeah. Off of his uh, album, the Freewheeling Bob Dylan. Unlike most of the songs nowadays are being written uptown in Tin Pan Alley, as most of the folk songs come from nowadays. This this is a song. This wasn't written up there. This is written somewhere down in the United States. Well, Lone Ranger and Tonto, they're riding down the line Fixing everybody's troubles, everybody except mine Someone must have told them that I was doing fine (laughs) 
you five and ten cent women. And as soon as you as soon as you hear this stuff, that texture and what it what it what it sort of triggers in your mind is you know what the, you know that format. Yeah. The, the, he's not doing anything new there. It's like it's like a, a jangly bunch of chord progression. Yeah. And then singing over the top of it, and it's you know A B A structure. You're going from lyric to verse to lyric to verse, and like the sound of it. There's no drum. Yeah, there's no depth of sound. Right. And that acoustic guitar, my acoustic guitar and your acoustic guitar and Bob Dylan's acoustic guitar, they don't sound any different. Yeah, they sound pretty similar. They're just the same. So there's no textural difference there. Mm-hmm. So there's a real lack of texture. Mm-hmm. But by contrast, if you take Neutral Milk Hotel's The Aeroplane Over the Sea... right. What a beautiful face I have found in this place That is circling all around the sun What a beautiful dream That could flash on the screen In a blink of an eye And be gone from me Soft and sweet Let me hold it close And keep it here with me Uh... It starts off much the same way. Super familiar. You got dude with a guitar. Yeah. The difference here is that if you listen to this guitar, it's a little distorted. He's running his acoustic guitar through some um, through some distortion. Uh huh. And so right there, we've got a textural di- difference. That acoustic guitar is is a little rough sound. It's treated. Yeah. yeah. And we get a depth of sound that's a little bit different where like it almost sounds like it's peaking. Like it almost yeah. sounds like the like the, the sound wave of that guitar can't quite be contained on the audio cassette. You yeah, know what it's I mean? Clipping and, yeah. and so you get that roughness. Yeah. And then your mind gets to wonder what that means. Right. Well and the funny thing, I mean I think what's a you know, like the great thing about choosing neutral milk hotel uh-huh. is that actually his voice goes in a similar way. That Bob Dylan's does. Uh-huh. It's kind of like a whiny dude. Yeah. You know, Bob Dylan has been known from time immemorial as being kind of, he's got that whiny voice. Right. And and this guy, what's his name? Jeff Mangum. And this guy, Jeff Magnum. Mag, Mag, Mangum. This guy, Jeff Mangum. Is that it? We yeah. got it? Yeah. All right. Uh, he... Uh, you know, he also has kind of this whiny quality to his voice. But also, I think that, you know, another difference is actually just in the treatment of, of his voice itself. You know, like, in addition to running his guitar through uh, some kind of distortion, his voice is also, like, maxed out. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not singing loud, mm-hmm. but it's being projected mm-hmm. loud, you mm-hmm. know. And so those two things are kind of creating... An interesting texture that sounds really different from I'll play the Bob Dylan one more time. All you five and ten cent women with nothing in your heads. I got a real gal I'm in love and Lord, I love her till I'm dead. Go away from my door and my window too. Right now. Time the Neutral Milk Hotel. What a curious life we have found here tonight. There is music that sounds from the street. 
wraps up our um, first episode here of our Elements of Design series about um, movement and texture. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to do next week, Pete? Well, uh, you know, if you like this, what we're doing here, I think we'll keep keep it going, and mm-hmm. we'll take on two more Elements of Design. We'll do uh, line and shape, so using using line words and shape words to describe what we're hearing. I love it. I can't All wait. All right. Until All right. then... See you next time, Matt. See you next time, Pete. So long, everybody. Bye-bye. The Click Track Podcast is made by Pete Gidlin and Matt Silas. If you like this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to check out the other music podcast we make. It's called The Musical Moment.